0: This is Mark Iskowitz, Executive Editor at MMM, and I want to welcome you all again to this uh, special edition of the MMM Podcast. We're recording live uh, at the HLTH Conference in Vegas, uh, and, uh, and here in the AKA Fishbowl, uh, but also the podcast studio. Can you start over? Start over. Sorry. You got it. I have to match it with the video. No problem. Okay. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Always helpful. Okay. <laughs> Hi, this is Mark Iskwitz, Executive Editor at MMM, and welcome everybody to the special edition of the MMM podcast recorded live at the Health Conference in Las Vegas. Uh, and I'm here with my special guest, uh, Amy Turnquist, who's EVP of eHealthcare Solutions, sorry, EVP of sales at eHealthcare mm-hmm. Solutions, yes. and also you're the uh, chapter president of the Philly chapter of the Healthcare Business Women's Association. Right. Welcome, Amy. Thank
1: you. Yeah. Excited to be here.
0: Absolutely excited to have you in the uh, fishbowl, aka the podcast booth here at, at uh, Health. Thanks again. Uh, okay, so um, love to get your uh, first of all your, your general impressions. You know of, of the conference here. You know one one thing that's really impressed me is I didn't make it to the inaugural year last year. Just here in year two, but just to see the level uh, of um, excitement, the number of people here, and the broad swath of people here is really impressive just for it's only being its second year.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I unfortunately wasn't here last year either. Fortunately, I am here this year. Um, and there is just this incredible energy. I think you can hear the buzz in the background. Mm-hmm. There is just this energy, there's this passion, there's this excitement that just fills the entire location. Um, three floors and a, a lot of real, um, it's t- total. These are thought leaders, innovation, Absolutely. right? This you is where the they are today. Here. Yeah, they're yes. all here. Yes,
0: myself not included. But <laughs> yes. You're included in that <laughs> group. All right. um, so, um, you know, uh, talk about, you know, your, your general impressions in terms of uh, an area that you're passionate about, which is women's leadership.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, one of the things I arrived just this morning, and, and one of the big things that I'm noticing that they've really made a commitment to this year for health um, is about developing women and leadership roles in healthcare. Uh, so they have an entire track this year, uh, several events per day around women at health. Um, They even have their own hashtag, Women at Health, to try to build awareness of some of the topics and the things that we're talking about in the sessions. Um, Earlier today, they had a Women of Impact Luncheon, uh, where we were talking about how we can empower women and bring men and women together to achieve gender parity. Um, There's also, right outside of the booth, there's a sign right there for parity.org, where they're encouraging everybody here at Health to take the parity pledge of promising to interview one qualified candidate, one qualified woman, female candidate, for every job opening that they have available. Um, And they really seem to be making a strong statement about the need for all of us to work together uh, to improve the business of healthcare. Mm
0: -hmm. That's amazing, it just steps away from here, as you mentioned, you have Parity.org asking people to make this pledge. Um, And the the banquets, um, the the luncheon, there's a hashtag for it, really nice to see Mm -hmm. all those efforts um, aimed at Fostering, you know, more women leaders and, and board Absolutely. positions too, as we know is also very important. Exactly. Yeah. Um, talk about. Uh, tell me what your favorite session's been so far. It's been a lot of exciting ones. There's been a number of tracks, but what's impressed you the most?
1: They have really. The entire day has been really empowering. I think even uh, the lunchtime session we had um, Cody Lee speak or, or, or sing. Um, honestly, brought I think Absolutely. a lot of us yeah. in the room to tears. Uh, so really, there's, 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 there's been quite an impact for everything. The, the one session, though, that has really stuck with me that I think I'll take home with me um, was earlier today. It was about the tipping point for telemedicine um, and asking the question of, of are we at the tipping point? Or have we arrived? For many of us, we've been talking about telehealth and telemedicine for over 20 years. Uh, So it was interesting to hear them lay out the the future of where we feel we are today and where we're headed, really focusing on the patient and focusing less about the tactics that we're using to engage the patient or focusing on the care that we're delivering and less on the medium or the channel that we use to deliver that care. Mm -hmm. Uh, So one of the the questions that came up on that panel was, is it time today to stop talking about telehealth or telemedicine and does it just Mm -hmm. become health and medicine Right, focusing more, again, on, on the value that we deliver, focusing on what the patients want and being there for them where and when they want it, and focusing less on the technology or the channel to bring it to them.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely, I think, yeah. you know, Bernard Tyson spoke this morning as well, right, uh, the CEO of, of Kaiser Permanente, and he was saying, you know, we need to stop making the front door to primary care such an issue for, for people yes. and just make it accessible in whatever way people want to engage with the system. And that's when I think he was saying, we'll truly know that, that we've arrived. Uh, yes. And it's interesting to see, you know, whereas in pharma you have uh, all this emf- emphasis on, on rare disease, orphan disease, you know, smaller populations, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of um, the startup world um, and, and the, the health system world, with so much emphasis on primary care and yes. making that easier for people, and telemedicine, tele- excuse me, is a great example of that. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I know they're grappling with, with licensing issues and, and things like that, but it really does seem like uh, they've, they're turning the corner there. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, maybe, maybe it is just going to be called healthcare one day. I mean, pe- how many people are, are using their phones now? Uh, right. To have a visit with their PCP, mm-hmm. you know, depending on whether it's, a, it's, it's offered by their, their payer or not. But right. um, And, you know, you look at Babylon Health, uh, which is a UK-based population health company that allows that Skype call mm-hmm. uh, between the, the patient and their doctor. They have a deal with the NHS. They raised $550 million. Mm-hmm. They were the biggest raise in digital right. health worldwide, mm-hmm. you know, half a billion dollars uh, to, to make that happen. So that, you know, population health and... And uh, it's t- exactly what you said to your, yes. to your point. Right. So I think we have. I mean, they wouldn't be able to get that level of a raise if there wasn't that. You know, uh, I know the private markets can be kind of known for an exuberance, right. if you will. But I think right. it really does seem to have right. be hitting its stride.
1: Right. And when you think about that, really, it's really about the patients and the consumers to drive some of those changes and demand what mm-hmm. they expect. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I'd like to mention two other, another, you know, maybe two yes, of my favorite uh, sessions so many. today. Uh, the, we had a session that was the, several of the chief digital officers for yeah. GSK, Novartis, and Pfizer. Um, Karen Anne Terrell, who is the chief digital officer of GSK, was talking about these connected devices. Um, and she, yeah. she made the comment that we have to remember that patients are consumers who got sick. Yes. Right, so Love these their are the same, they're, they're consumers, right, who, like us, and we've been taught by companies like Amazon, and, and we have that, that seamless experience as consumers and how we engage with other technologies um, and we've had a lot of conversation about demanding the same for us when we become patients. But I think it's really time for us as patients to stand up and advocate for what we want.
0: Right, yeah, it was nice to hear her say that every, like you said, every patient is a consumer who got sick. Really nice kind of acknowledgement that we need to move from a sick care to a well care yes. system, right? And to hear somebody, the chief digital officer at GSK, say that is even all right. the more impressive.
1: Right. And makes sense why we're seeing now such an influx of executives from places like Walmart uh, Mm -hmm. or Amazon or outside of healthcare. I think that's actually probably one of the other key takeaways that I'll take away from health um, right now is that... We're, we're seeing, I feel like this is, we talk a lot about healthcare or pharma in particular being behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're at that point right now where we're bringing that best in class thought leadership and the experience and, and they're here right now talking about what they've learned outside of healthcare and how they're bringing it on board to innovate the future of healthcare today. Uh, and th- that's probably one of the most exciting things that I, I see as a common theme through the sessions today.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also nice to, to hear her talk about, uh, you know, when, when she was asked by the moderator Uh, what do you think is the biggest sort of um, evolutionary signal on the healthcare's journey or evolution toward patient centricity? Mm -hmm. And she said um, computational companions. Yes,
1: I was trying to remember the word. Right, I I love that that turn of phrase,
0: which I I think she was talking about like connected inhalers in respiratory, for instance, she talked about companion diagnostics as well, Mm -hmm. because it puts an emphasis on, the right medicine for the right patient at the right time and the most effective medicine and also collaboration amongst a lot of stakeholders.
1: Yes, and empowering the patient because then the patient can be at home. They get more feedback. They can have that information that gets fed back to them. I think she talked also about how then they can intervene, not having to wait between pharmaceutical or pharmacy visits Mm -hmm. or not having to wait for an acute exacerbation or an ER visit for asthma, but being continually Mm -hmm. getting that feedback back at the patient empowers them to better manage their disease.
0: Absolutely. Great. 100%. Okay, uh, I can't let you go without getting your general takeaways now, like what you're going to take home with you uh, from this wonderful experience. Yeah.
1: Uh, So, as I said, the one big thing, I think, is that it's time, right, this innovation is happening here and we have best-in-class thought leadership, technology, insights that are coming to help make it a reality in healthcare. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the other thing that I'll take away is it's an exciting time to be a woman um, in healthcare. Uh, They'll look at the the support that we've had for some of the the, uh, channels, the Women at Health channel here at the conference, um, just raising the dialogue, talking about how we are all called to mentor and support each other. Uh, It's it's an exciting time for, for all of us. Um, but for me, in
0: particular. Absolutely. Very exciting. Great great to hear that you're getting so much out of the conference. And yeah, always great to it. talk to you.
1: Always my fun. Yeah, thank you.
0: Thank you. Thanks again for joining us. Take it easy. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. I will. Okay. Bye-bye.